Hi everyone, and welcome to Fine Vines and Wine. I'm your host, Karis Pixie, and each week I'll be giving you all an insight into the behind the scenes of our favorite beverage, wine. I'd love for you to use this podcast platform as a winery guide for your next weekend away, exploring everything Australia has to offer. You never know, you might discover a new spot or two to visit. I acknowledge the Cadigal and the Bunurong Boon Wurrung and the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung peoples, traditional custodians of the land that we recorded today's podcast episode on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the nation. On this week's episode of Fine Vines and Wine, I'm joined by Paul Taylor, the founder of A Glass Of, a new wine subscription service delivering wines by the glass from Australia's best independent winemakers in a mini goon. Welcome, thank you for joining me, and how has your week been? Thanks for um, thanks for having me. Um, it's been a great week, um, Easter, so I got out and about into the sunshine. Hopefully, um, it was yeah, it was beautiful. So it was um, it was good fun. Thank you. Yeah, the weather was amazing this weekend. It was so nice to just enjoy the sun. We're going to jump straight into some questions. Firstly, where did the idea for a glass of come from, and how are you different from other wine subscription services? Well, I think it came from a personal um, reason, really, in that I wanted to try new and interesting wines, um, yeah. particularly local ones, without having to pay for a bottle. Um, so, mm. so for me, you know, I'm like, well, I'm like most people. I think wine can be pretty intimidating. So, you know, yes. you go to the you go you go to the bottle shop. <laughs> And you look at this rack of, you know, thousands of wines and you're not sure which one to choose. So you don't buy the really cheap ones and you kind of avoid the ones that are really expensive and um, choose something in the middle that's kind of mid-ranged and, I don't know, has the best looking label and hope that you've done well. Yeah. Yeah, I think discovery is a big part of it. You know, like by, by buying a glass of wine, it gives you the opportunity to sample it and then um, hopefully increase your repertoire because you know i tended to find wines by you know i'd go to a nice restaurant as well and i'd try a glass of wine and i'd go wow that's amazing and i would never have found it if it wasn't on the list and then that became mm. you know that becomes my kind of go-to wine until the next time i go to a restaurant i try another wine so um so by trying lots of different wines in it you know by the glass you kind of de-risk your choices and hopefully you increase your um your wine knowledge and your wine you know repertoire a bit yeah no definitely I love the idea and I love the little mini goons that it comes in as well (laughs) I think that's such um, a clever idea and where did that idea come from to use the four pouches yeah it's I I think there's a couple of reasons I think um, one there's kind of like a, a a retro kind of cuteness i think to them mm. that you, you just don't get in a can or a bottle when you you know when it, when people open the boxes you can see that they kind of smile and they pick it up and it's very um it's very textual very visceral i think to have something like that yeah in so so i think there's there's that going on from a kind of emotional point of view and there's you know there's a bit of nostalgia back to the um you know the old goon bag so mm, definitely I, I think I think there's some fun in in the packaging and then there's I think some practical reasons as well so because there's no light taint or oxygen taint so it, it really looks after the wine beautifully in, in it from a um, packaging point of view 
Yeah. And then I think from a, another practical point of view is probably, you know, sustainability, which is super important um, and even becoming more and more important. So there's kind of two things we looked at in that, which was, you know, the pouches are recyclable. But we, yeah. we kind of tend to think about the idea of pre-cycling, which is, okay. you know, so so pre-cycling just means that we, you know, people start to think about the raw materials and the energy that's used to produce the pouches in the first place or, or any, mm. any product. No, so like when you think about like what it takes to make a, the packaging that, that any product comes in, so like our pouches, I think they use about 73% less energy to make than glass. So, or, oh, wow. you know, about 80% less CO2. So, so there's recycling is important, but pre-cycling we think is super important as well. Oh my God, definitely. I completely agree. And does the wine last longer in the pouches? Because I know if you get um, a boxed wine, it lasts, it can last for up to 30 days once opened. Is it a similar concept with those pouches or is it slightly different? Yeah, well, because it's a glass, it's kind of not, it's not like a, yeah, you, a kind of, yeah, a product's not something you're going to put in the cellar and, you know, blow the mm. dust off it in 10 years' time. Yeah. <laughs> They're all pretty, you know, it's kind of about, well, it, it's about discovery, so trying lots of wines by the glass, but there's also about convenience as well. So, you know, there's, there's this whole thing that kind of, I really wanted, which was to enjoy a glass of wine with dinner without having to open a bottle. So I think we encourage people, you know, when they when they try these wines, that they're going to consume them within a, you know, well, literally in in the one glass. I mean, it, it's two hundred mils, so we say it's it's you know it's a glass of wine plus an extra fifty mils, <laughs> to, you know, just to it's enjoy a, that a little a, bit yeah. more, yeah. A generous glass. It's a large glass. A generous <laughs> glass. Yes. It's a generous <laughs> glass. Or if you know, sometimes like um, it, it can be between two people as well. So you know, if you're a hundred mils between each of you, everybody has their kind of different reason why they like it. Some people just you know, like if your partner prefers red and you love wine, mm. then what are the choices? You either you know you either split up as a couple. Or you, yeah. uh, or you end up having a glass of white. You can have a glass of red, and you don't have to fight over which bottle to open. That's actually a very good point because my boyfriend only drinks red wine, <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean, I like red sometimes, but I don't want it all the time. But he won't drink anything else, so I feel like I'm always the one that sacrifices and goes, "Oh, okay, we'll get a bottle of red because I know he's not going to have a white or a rosé with me." So that's actually such a great idea for that too, because I feel like so many couples have that issue. <laughs> yeah, it's one less issue to have to deal with. Oh, my God, definitely. Um, have you always worked in the wine industry? Um, no, I've never worked in the wine industry previously. Oh, awesome. So um, so I've worked in creative industries. So my previous yeah. life was a creative director. I'm kind of used to connecting consumers with ideas. So I started a glass off really because I wanted to think about what was missing from a, you know, from a customer's point of view and mm. sort of rather than thinking about it from the winemaker's point of view or a wine company's point of view, I went like, what would I like that I don't have? And, and we built this company around, you know, what would I like or what would we like? that doesn't really exist. And, and that's the same. Yeah. We talked about a subscription service before. So we don't actually offer a subscription at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, we might do in the future if people want it. But, um, again, you know, we kind of started with a business which is I, I don't really want to be locked into another subscription. You know, I've got a gym yeah. subscription and a, this subscription and a, a Apple Music subscription. And mm. I kind of feel like, 
if you like our product, then you'll buy it. And then if you like it again, then you, you'll, you'll buy our new You'll buy one. it again. Yeah, you'll buy it again. And, and so it's really up to the people to come back to us if, if that's what they'd like to do rather than us forcing you. You know, a product upon you every month. Mm. No, I actually really like that because I feel, yeah, with some other, like some actual wine subscription services, I'm like, oh, that sounds so interesting, but I don't know if I want to do that every month. So I kind of like that, yeah, it's a, if you want to do it, you can. And then obviously if people like it, then they'll keep buying it because they don't feel pressured to do it. Yeah, that's right. So everything is built around what would we like that, that isn't in the world at the moment. Yeah, no, I actually really like that idea. And I can't believe this is your first venture into wine. Why wine as well? Well, I've kind of, in in my previous life, I really wanted to connect um, local independent artisans, you know, whether that was in music or art. Yeah. And, and wine is just another craft. So, you know, it, it, as, as little as I know about wine, what I do know is how to support local industries. And yeah. I think, you know, wine makers are incredibly great and the really great ones are, are fantastic farmers in a way. They are, mm. They're dedicated to their craft and, and really a glass of is just a, a brought to you by business. All we're doing is connecting great winemakers with people who are really interested in, in trying new wines and learning more about the winemaker. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that idea. And yeah, whenever I do wine tasting or anything, I love to hear from the winemaker or like about their history. So yeah, I think it's a great way to introduce people to maybe wineries that they might not have heard of as well, that aren't like the big ones that everyone visits. Yeah, that's that's really, um, I, I guess, what we're trying to do is support those local independent winemakers in in the same in, discovering in the same way that you might come across a, a gallery, you know, whether it's in I don't know Newtown or in North Fitzroy, and you yeah. come across a, an artist that you've never heard of before, and you fall in love with the art, and then you really want to learn a little bit about the art and about the artist, and the more you learn, the more you appreciate it. And that's all we're mm. that's all we're doing. So you know, a lot of what we try to do is is a get people to try the wines, but also learn a lot more about the winemaker and and really introduce them directly to the winemaker themselves. Yeah. So if someone was to like the um, one of the pouches, would would they be able to buy the wine through you, or would they go straight to the winemaker? Yes, it's a good, really good question. So with every, so we sell wine by a, a five pack, which is curated by a sommelier. So she she or he chooses their their five favorite wines, and when you receive them, you get a wine tasting notes, and which obviously yeah. t- talks about the wines, but. But what we do is we also include the personal email address of the winemaker. So we encourage you to email them directly and say, hey, you know, mm. I love the wine. Or And really it, it's a way of closing the loop between the maker and, the, and, the, and, you know, the end consumer. And from that we really encourage them to go and buy, you know, if they love that wine, as you say, for them to go and yeah. buy a bottle directly from the winemaker so that more money goes directly into their pocket. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I guess as well, that's great because if they like one from that winemaker, they might be more tempted to buy a couple of bottles and try some different things. So yeah, I think that's such a lovely idea to get them to go back to the winemaker themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I guess it's sharing it around. So we're just introducing people to lots of different wines and, and then they can go and have, you know, a relationship directly with that winemaker. And as you say, buy, you know, buy a case or whatever they like from that, from the winemaker directly. 
No, it's such a great idea. I love it. Um, what's been your most memorable moment or experience that you've had doing this business? Because I know you guys are pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's been the, there's probably, there's probably one specific moment, which I'll, maybe I'll get to in a sec, but I think generally yeah. speaking, I think in the journey, I, I'm surprised and really humbled, I guess, by how well it's been adopted. By, yeah. by everybody so the winemakers have been incredibly generous uh, sorry genuine with their time and we've spent you know maybe two years in R&D with them and they've been brilliant mm. so we've, we've built really strong relationships with with you know the winemakers and sommeliers have been amazing too so they've given up a lot of their time and their expertise and then the end consumer you know the customer who's you know, the most important mm. part of the process have been fantastic. So, you know, we get emails and and DMs on our Insta all the time saying, oh, my God, I love this wine. I would never have found it unless, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'd come across it. So from that point, it's been it, it's been a real joy to to help lots of different people connect. And that's really what, what the purpose was, was to connect yeah. all these groups of, you know, the hospo industry, the winemakers and, and customers together in a way that probably hasn't been done before. So, so I really, really love that, that part of the journey so far. I think there was a specific moment that was quite fun was we were, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we were nominated as the um, global innovation of the day by trend watching in, I think it's in the US or the UK. Oh, congratulations. And it was fun because we didn't know, but our Instagram yeah. started to just go nuts and we, we couldn't figure out why we were why we were becoming, you know, why our phones were mm. lining up all night long. And so from a, from a moment in time, that was probably a defining moment because all of a sudden we were getting lots of calls from around the world wanting to distribute for us and you know, all those good things. So with the mini goons, do you send the sacks to the winemakers and then they fill them and send them back to you? Wine is sent to us and we process okay. that in our facility in, in Melbourne. Uh, okay, perfect. I was just thinking in my head, I was like, how would that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I oh, guess the important thing is that is that everything is locally produced. So we try and support local, obviously local winemakers and local um, printers, and we try and keep yeah. everything as local as we possibly can. Local as possible, which is lovely as well. I love having, I love supporting fully Australian businesses. I think That's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, same. How do you pick which sommeliers choose the wines each month? Because there's it's a different sommelier a month, or is it? Yeah, it's a good question. So we don't pick the sommeliers. The the okay. sommeliers pick the sommeliers. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, the sommeliers, it's their role because they know wine better than anybody. So mm. so the first sommelier was Gabby Webster, so she's the head som at Bondi Icebergs. Okay, yeah. And so what so she chose she chose some of her, you know, favorite five wines in which we put them into these into a glass of. But then she's just about to nominate the next sommelier and so okay. we'll announce that pretty soon and then that sommelier will nominate the next sommelier and on and on and go. So it becomes circular. It becomes a community, right? So which yeah. I which I love about the wine industry itself that you know that the more the more we get to know about it, the more we realise it's a really tight-knit community of, of really great people. And so for sommeliers to, to, to effectively run our business from a wine mm. perspective, I think makes a lot of sense. And, and what it does is it allows 
it allows the, the people who enjoy the wines to try lots of different wines from lots of different sommeliers from restaurants yeah. that they love. And also it gets to share it around the country. So, you know, the sommelier will go from, so Gabby's in obviously at Bondi Icebergs in Sydney and then, then the next one will either be Melbourne or Hobart and then it'll bounce mm. to Adelaide and then it'll bounce to WA. So it becomes a really interesting business, I think, when, when we get a, a really diverse range of of sommeliers' opinions and their choices and, and moving around the country as well. No, definitely. I love that because I feel like each sommelier would have such a different opinion or different taste on what wine that they wanted to showcase. So it's so great to see like loads of different ones. The wines that she's picked, are some of them on the wine list at Bondi Icebergs or is it just her favourites that she loves? Um, that's a good question. No, I think she just she chose it exclusively for us. So oh, okay. um, they may or may not pop on there, but it, it certainly wasn't our brief. We just said, you know, this is our business. So we spoke to Gabby for probably about a year before we mm. we began production, and she put a you know an amazing list together. And we our brief was just some red wine, please, some white wine, yeah. and a rosé. And then she went off and 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 built the list as you know she's done. Um, her previous life and, and she's an amazing well she's an amazing sommelier and an amazing person as well so it's been um it's been really great fun to work with her i can imagine definitely even though you don't get to pick do you have a dream sommelier that you would love to work with a glass of no not at all it, it's, <laughs> it's entirely up to the sommeliers to to yeah. choose themselves and to choose their wines and i think I think from that from that point of view, we're really hands off, and, and yeah. they know their craft, and so we leave we leave it entirely up to their discretion, which is good as well. I feel like they would definitely appreciate that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, you know, like as a business, we uh, we our role is just to connect connect great wine with great people who are interested in it and so we have a really clear role as to what we provide and the sommeliers do their thing so everybody kind of complements each other's skills I guess. Um, so you're partnered with Unyoked which I saw online and um, which is amazing so I feel like the whole sustainability approach fits so well together. Um, what does this partnership involve? Yeah, so the, the unyoked have been amazing. So there is, there, I don't know whether you know them, but there is, they're an amazing bunch of people. And I mm. guess we were so uh, aligned from a values point of view from the beginning. So they were very, very supportive of us, um, right from. In fact, they were one of our first customers. Um, yeah, and we both kind of we really keen to do the right thing by our customers and also the planet. So I guess from that from that point of view, you know, we're very, very similar. So um, you'll find our, a glass of wines in all their cabins. Lovely. which Yeah, which is terrific. And then in the future, we'll start to have lots of fun with them. So our sommeliers will stay in their cabins and do some social Instagrammy stuff with them. And so mm. we'll, we'll kind of just keep broadening out that relationship. No, which I love their cabins. Look, I mean, I've never stayed with them. I've stayed with a couple of other um, sort of similar companies, but no, their um, their cabins look amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look on their Instagram and you you just kind of want to leave the city immediately. <laughs> 
do any of them because I know I've stayed with um I did some stuff with Into the Wild and I know a couple of theirs are on wineries is that the same with Unyoke do they have any that are um on wineries or close to wineries yeah I think they do so so one of the things we're talking to them at the moment is how do we curate some wines geographically to their cabins yeah. as well so that that's something we'll certainly look at the future um yeah. at the moment you know we're, we're only really just in our infancy of production so at the moment on our website there are five wines to choose from in gabby's first wine list and then when she nominates the next sommelier we'll roll out very soon the the next um run of wines and then we expand so in the future you'll real, really be able to choose lots of different pick and pack your own so it might be a, gl- yeah. a glass of the Clare valley or you know a glass of the mornington peninsula or a glass of pinots so you'll be able to cu- cut it however way you like it you know it could be a glass of wines with tractors on the on the label so once gabby picks a new sommelier do her wines disappear from the website or do they stay up there so they'll stay up there um, until until they're sold out and then they might come back by popular demand yeah (laughs) um, in the future or we'll update them with with the you know with alex or nick or the other winemakers new wines so yeah you know we, we spent um a couple of days with Alex uh, Retief and Nick Spencer in Sydney um, two weeks ago, um, literally, mm. literally helping you know helping out and observing what they're doing. So yeah. I guess we're pretty kind of we like to stay um, as close as we can to the winemakers and and learn as we go from them. So just for um, anyone that's interested with the sommeliers, do they is it up to their discretion how long it is between? them picking the new one or is it sort of every month every couple of months so at the moment we'll, we'll probably run every couple of months um, because yeah. we want people to have a chance to try those those wines from the sommeliers before we move on to the you know to the next range yeah so we haven't really got we haven't really defined a, a timetable i suspect in the future perhaps as you're right it might be monthly at the moment it'll probably be something like quarterly i imagine I feel like that gives people enough time to try them and then be ready and waiting for the next one. That's right, and to share with their friends. And so yes. we see we see a lot of that on the on the site where somebody you know buys a pack of five wines and they and they kind of put it on the Insta, and then we can see you know a bunch of their friends buy yeah. <laughs> buy out straight after that. So we kind of want people the time for them to enjoy the wines and talk about it with their friends and hang out with them a bit before we move on to the next selection yeah no that makes complete sense I think that's such a great way of doing it um even though you haven't been in the wine industry for very long um what do you think the wine industry will see more or less of in 2021 yeah well as you say I mean I'm probably not you know I'm not the best to ask but I I can certainly talk um, from a consumer's perspective, because I've, yeah. I've spent you know most of my life representing what they need, really. So mm. I think I think the biggest trend from a from a customer perspective is drinking less but better wine, and I think that's definite. And it, it's it's across the board, I think, and, and not just wine, but in lots of lots of different industries. So I think we we fit we fit that trend really well, where people are really um, keen to try new wines and spend you know spend the money to try interesting and new wines that are really good quality and that they really enjoy and really savor mm-hmm. and so i think that's i think that's a big trend that we'll, we'll continue to see i think there's a providence thing as well maybe where 
Mm. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, but connecting the person to the winemaker and learning, and you see that again in art and music and things like that, is people really want to know where that wine came from and who made it and why did they make yeah. it in the way it did. And I think that's kind of super important. As a consumer and talking about it from a consumer point of view, what are your thoughts on the sort of low alcohol and non-alcoholic wine industry that's booming at the moment? Will you guys look into doing something or doing something around that or are you going to just stay clear of it? No, no, I think it's a great thing. Look, any innovation in a category and and disruption I think is healthy. So um, so we're fully supportive of, uh, you know, low alcohol, no alcohol, interesting varietals, I think, you know, and and that's kind of, that kind of speaks to the discovery thing that, that, you know, you and I talked about at the beginning of the um, conversation. So, you know, I think anything that's new and interesting is something that we would, you know, advocate for and we'll, and we'll jump on and support the winemakers and allow, you know, allow people to try lots of different things. Yeah, no, it's great for people to broaden their horizons and try something they wouldn't normally try. Cause I know I'm definitely guilty of it. And I know a lot of my friends are, but if we go to a bottle shop and what we normally get isn't there, or I guess I'm getting better at it, but we'll just go, Oh, what label's the prettiest? Oh, okay, this one looks the prettiest. <laughs> yeah. I'll grab this. So I feel like doing something like this instead is actually a great way to discover new wines and then discover a new winery and winemaker along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think we're all guilty of that. You know, like I, I think, you know, I've had my go-to wines that I know Yeah. I know I can rely on. I know they're great. And and you, you default to the kind of conservative choice, whereas – I think now I've learned a lot more about wine by by talking to these different winemakers and trying wines I would never have tried before and I think hmm. and I think that's the opportunities now you can buy you know five five interesting different wines for the price of a you know a good bottle of wine anyway so yeah. I think there's there's definitely um a freedom in going you know, I, I'm really keen to try that rather than that, oh, well, if I buy this, you know, what am I going to do, turn this into, you know, bolognese, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, a recipe wine rather than, you know, rather than just de-risking it and enjoying the wine. For anyone that's listening that's interested, how much are the five mini goons? Yeah, so so there are five, five different wines, so two reds, yeah. two whites, and, and a rosé, so it's five for $45. Um, and, oh, awesome! And deliveries free across Australia. Oh, um, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, and we might we're, we're looking at the moment, so we might do a, um, a a three pack as well. So we might divide the world into into you know the red wine world and the white wine world. So yeah. we we might end up doing a three pack pretty soon as well in in the not too distant future for those that just love the whites or just love the reds. No, I think that's a good idea because there are some people like my boyfriend who are never going to, I just know he's never going to try anything else. Like the only time he will is if we go to a like degustation restaurant and it's matching wines and he has to, but he's <laughs> never, unless unless it's that, he's never going to like move off the red. So yeah, I think that's a really good idea for the more stubborn people who just like what they like and want to discover more in that category. Yeah, that's right. So, so you, you know, even with a five pack, you can give half to your boyfriend and you keep half yeah. to yourself. So <laughs> it, it, again, it's kind of like, it's, I think the freedom is, is really the, the secret to this business and, 
and trying lots of different wines and you know if you don't like it well it's not because it was a bad one it's just because it wasn't to your taste you know yeah. at, at 200 meals it's, it's not going to make you cry what wines are you drinking right now um, well, I'm drinking a glass of, uh, what did I have? Oh, um, so we had um, uh, Easter lunch the other day. So I yes. had um, I had a roast chicken and I had mm-hmm. um, Nick Spencer's Chardonnay, which is um, is amazing. It's just an incredible wine. It's um, it's the, one of the best Chardonnays I've ever had. So that, that's what I'm having at the moment. Oh, really? I'm going to have to try it because I used to hate Chardonnay, but just recently I've started to really like it. So I'm kind of trying to buy more chardonnays and anything else and try all of them and yeah so i have to add that one to my list definitely you will you will love nick's chardonnay it's um yeah it, it, it's well it, gabby chose it so it's good but yeah. it, but i love it personally as well what would you say the um what was it sort of taste like according to gab i mean i love it because it's got a it's got a buttery feel to it so yeah. it, it's really it's a beautiful gentle wine that goes really well with with meals as well which is i'm, I'm mm. surprised i'm always surprised um and i guess that's part of the wine education with, which is where you start to pair you know wine and food together so yeah with with the the chicken that we had the the other day it was an amazing um, combination and it just makes the wine even better I think to be honest, the more you know about the winemaker, the more you, you <laughs> the more you fall in love with the wine as well. Yeah. I, th- I think there's something kind of emotional that you become attached to it um, that just makes the experience a little bit better when you know when you know the person that that kind of put their their sweat behind it and where the wine came from and the weed region and all that kind of stuff as well it makes it even more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely having that emotional attachment and wanting to support them even more because you've met them. Yeah, I completely get that. What's I'm well, I'm guessing you sort of already answered this question, but what's your favorite from a glass of's current selection? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, it's a bit like saying what's your, which which of your favorite children, <laughs> which, yeah, which, no. which which one do you love the most, the eldest or the? Um, mm. I think I love them for different reasons. So Ben Gould's Blind Corner, so he's Chenin Blanc which yeah. I'd never really known that much about before. I didn't, I didn't, I must admit, I didn't love it the first time I tried it, but then yeah. I let it breathe for just a few minutes because it was in the fridge. And then it has this kind of zingy, like a, almost like a gingery kind of aftertaste. Oh, wow. Which, which I absolutely love now, particularly on a, on a summer's, like a, you know, like a summer late autumn barbecue or something like that. Mm. And so it, it's a it really creeps up on you. It's an amazing, amazing wine. So um so I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of that. Um Will Gilbert, who is a you know, he's one of the young, um, brilliant winemakers. So he's a fifth generation, I think it is now. Oh wow. Winemaker. Yeah. So the rose, so his rose, um, and I'm a fan of rose anyway, but Me too. Yeah. So his colour, the colour of that will blow your mind. Um, it's oh a, wow! It's an incredible color, and and the the kind of taste matches the color. So I'm a huge huge fan of that. I mean, I love them all. You know, it's just different yeah. occasions. Like Alex's Shiraz, he'll top Shiraz is amazing with, you know, with a meal. Neil's um, Pinot is 
is fantastic. Um, he's from Gippsland, and you know he's he's an amazing, um, an amazing individual. He makes fant- yeah. fantastic Pinot down there. And Nick Spencer, I guess I've you know we spoke about before yeah. Nick Chardonnay. <laughs> if you don't like Chardonnay, you will love <laughs> Nick's Chardonnay. Love this Chardonnay. Perfect. Yeah, I think so. But again, That's it's kind of, again because they're samples. It's really it, it's it's not really what I like or what you like or what anyone likes it, it's so individual in that taste and that's that's the yeah. beauty of i guess of trying a glass of is that people will find their own loves and and that's really i think that the joy of of being a part of this business is is allowing people to to find what they love and not necessarily just read about it in a book and go well that got five stars therefore it must be good a lot of people they'll just go off like a holiday wine recommendation and be like oh this one got 98 this got 95 so therefore i'll go for the 98 one when in actual fact some of them don't even get judged so yeah it's kind of nice to try the different ones that people haven't heard of yeah i mean and the 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 best wines are the wines that you love personally yeah definitely kind of it makes no sense well no sense to me as a novice to really buy into um the 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 wine wank for one of the better term mm. <laughs> of the industry it's like you, you you either love it or you don't and and you'll find your own reasons to love it and i think that's all all we want to do is allow people to to try different wines and find the ones they love you know it, it is a learning exercise for, for mm. you know for for people well particularly for myself who don't know that much about wine and and knowing, not knowing about wine, kind of gives us a an edge in a way because yeah. because we 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 do things in a way that that is for for the everyday person who just wants to try different wines. Coming up to our last question, thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> um, actually, no, sorry, it's not our last question; it's our second last question. Skipping ahead of myself. <laughs> um, so, firstly, what's your favorite food and wine pairing? I would have to say the roast chicken with an expensive Chardonnay. I think mm. that, I think that's pretty hard to beat. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Now I want roast chicken as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, amazing. And then the last question um, from the current selection. And if you were, if you love, so you love them all, um, and you were to buy a bottle of them, which bottle would you take to a dinner party, a barbecue, and a movie night, and have for a movie night at home? I, well, I probably, I probably wouldn't take a bottle, right? I'd probably take yeah. a, a glass of a few wines and enjoy. Ah, uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> enjoy a selection over the night. Um, so mm. I'd probably start with one wine and then carry on to another, depending on you know how the evening's going or what I was yeah. eating or or how long I was there. So, but I guess if I had to pick one, so um, if I was going to a dinner, I'd probably say um, Alex Retief's Hilltop Shiraz. I think would be my yeah. go, would be my go to. And if I was uh, a movie night, I would probably say. Um, Will's rosé, I, I would say, for um, particularly in summer, and then maybe um, followed by Nick Spencer's Chardonnay. I think would be a, a that would be a good movie night. And yeah, then definitely. In, and then if it was kind of like the autumn winter um, night in, then Neil's Judy Baker. I think his Pinot from Gippsland would be a would be a really good choice. Yeah, um, but again, you know. It's whatever it's whatever you <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, it's um, it, it's, it's it's your decision. So, um, but that would be that would be my go tos at the moment. 
Amazing. No, thank you. And thank you so much for joining me today. I actually, I'm like, I want to go and buy this a glass of. It sounds <laughs> amazing. I really want to try all of the wines after you describe them. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Have you got anything planned for this week? Has a business got anything planned? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very busy week. So we're, um, we're just in the throes of setting up. Lane Crawford Department Store in Hong Kong want us to do oh, a, wow. a, a pop-up shop in Hong Kong. So we're just in the, in the kind of throes of planning the visual merchandising and packing up the wines to send over to Hong Kong. So that's pretty exciting. Amazing. Um, yes. And again, I guess, again, the, one of the great things is we're starting to, you know, that'll be our first opportunity to introduce local independent winemakers to the world yes. so so that's really i guess that's a um that's a good way to spend a week oh definitely congratulations you <laughs> guys are you. doing so well i feel like it's being very well received which is great yeah it has it's been great we're, we're very fortunate i think well good luck with it um i hope you have a lovely week and thank you again for joining me pleasure thanks for the opportunity thank you so much for listening Please rate, review, subscribe and share with your friends. I'll see you next week for another closer look into the wine industry. Now go and grab that glass of wine. You deserve it.